Shift work can be brutal, but it doesn't have to be. Welcome to A Healthy Shift. My name is Roger Sutherland, Certified Nutritionist, Veteran Law Enforcement Officer, and 24-7 shift worker for almost four decades. Through this podcast, I aim to educate shift workers using evidence-based methods to not only survive the rigors of shift work, but thrive. My goal is to empower shift workers to improve their health and well-being so they have more energy to do the things they love. Enjoy today's show. And welcome to today's episode of the show. Today's episode, chronotypes, social jet lag, and its impact on your health. Now, I've put both of these in together today, and by the time we get to the end of this episode, you'll understand why. All right, so let's paint this picture, and we've all been guilty of this. So, on Monday to Friday, and I'm talking about regular people, and I'm also putting shift workers into this as well when they're on leave. So we get up, and we have to get going every day during the week. And then we get to the weekend and we decide, oh, we've got to bank that sleep, right? So we sleep as much as we possibly can on the weekend. And this is the right thing to do, isn't it? We've got to bank sleep. Wrong. So what's the impact? Well, the impact of this is that when we go to get up on Monday morning, we've got, quote, Monday-itis, don't we? We can't get going. So what's going on? And why does this actually happen? Well, let's just use a scenario like this. Have you got a teenager? Teenagers are biologically night owls by their very nature. They'll sleep in at every possible opportunity, also known as the weekend. But then you can't get them up or they struggle to get going during the week, right? So basically... Social jet lag is a discrepancy in a person's sleep pattern and their natural circadian rhythm. And this leaves you feeling really ordinary. Hello, shift workers. So let's dive straight on in and we'll discuss what's going on here. And to do that, I need to start with explaining what is a chronotype. So, what is a chronotype? Well, before I can even discuss that, I need to discuss what a circadian rhythm is. A circadian rhythm is our very own internal biological clock. The hypothalamus, which is a portion of our brain, controls our circadian rhythm. Now, this is our body's master clock, and it literally sits just behind the eyes. Now, the suprachiasmatic nucleus, or the SCN, functions as our master circadian pacemaker, and this signals to our brain when it's time to be awake and when it's time to be asleep. It is our master clock. It is no coincidence that the suprachiasmatic nucleus sits above the optic chiasm behind the eyes, responding to light and dark signals which are generated through our eyes. So this in turn then signals to other parts of our brain when to be awake and when to be asleep. So just think of this. Your eyes, they see light. The light passes through the optic nerve and we've got the suprachiasmatic nucleus sitting there, which is light-sensitive, triggering to our brain, should we be awake or should we be asleep? Now, when it gets dark, the eyes send a signal to the hypothalamus that it's time to start feeling tired. So your brain responds by sending a signal to release melatonin. Now, this only happens once every 24-hour cycle, and this in turn makes our body feel tired. 
Now, your circadian rhythm coincides with the cycle of daytime, which is light, and nighttime being the dark. And it is for this very reason that the shift workers find it extremely difficult to sleep during the day and in turn to also stay awake at night. Now, a circadian rhythm is, in general terms, around 24 hours. All living beings have a circadian rhythm. And this also includes plants, animals, fungi, and cyanobacteria, which are microorganisms capable of photosynthesis. Think about flowers, for argument's sake. A sunflower. Light, it wakes up and it shines towards the sun. It gets dark and it closes and goes down. So this is its natural circadian rhythm and it is responding to the photosynthesis. It's responding to the light and dark signal. Now, there are clear patterns of brainwave activity, cell regeneration, hormone production, and numerous biological activities which are linked to this 24-hour cycle. Now, your circadian rhythm functions optimally when you have a regular sleep pattern of going to sleep and waking up at the same time every day. Shift workers, just bear with me. We're talking to everybody here as well. Now, irregular sleep patterns caused by things such as irregular shift patterns for shift workers, jet lag, a late night out with friends, and we all know that night at the club, or we remember it, or we have to try and remember it. Binge watching TV until the early hours of the morning, or even things as simple as daylight savings time adjustment. This all totally disrupts your circadian rhythm and can leave you feeling really out of sync with yourself. Our body clocks actually affect how well we perform both mentally and physically. Fatigue, trouble concentrating and performing basic tasks are all general signs of being out of sync with your circadian rhythm. Now the disruption in sleep causes a reduction in leptin, which is our hunger inhibiting hormone, and an increase in ghrelin, which is our hunger hormone. Have you ever noticed how when you hardly sleep, how incredibly hungry you feel all day and you just can't seem to fill yourself up. That is because of the elevated hunger hormone ghrelin. So this brings us back now to our uh, my initial question. What is a chronotype? Well, a living organism's chronotype is their propensity to sleep at a particular time during a 24-hour cycle. So early chronotypes, also known as Morning larks, and I kid you not, that is literally what they're termed in research. They rise early and are most effective in the morning. These are the people that you absolutely despise. They bounce out of bed at 4.35 o'clock and they are good to go. But they feel tired late in the afternoon or even in the early evening. Now, late chronotypes, yep, night owls, are tired during the morning. Hello, that's me but feel awake during the evening. Now, these differences influence many other physiological, genetic, and behavioral rhythms that happen over a 24-hour period. Now, your own personal chronotype determines the time that melatonin is released. So stop and think for one second. Am I a morning lark or am I a night owl? In the case of a morning lark, melatonin can rise from about 6 p.m., and can make you start feeling really tired. So by 9pm, you're done. Whereas for a night owl, melatonin can increase around 11pm or later, meaning they're not tired until about 1 to 2am. 
Now, genetics can influence your body clock type, but the reality is we are influenced by our lifestyle and our schedule. A regular pattern of sleep and wake cycles sets our internal body clocks, and it's vital that we try and maintain this rhythm for health. Okay, so let's go back now and think about our teenagers. So they've got to get up and go to school in the morning. So we have to drag them out of bed at 7am, get them organised, and get them off to school. And they really struggle. But then it comes the weekend, and they're lounging around in bed, sleeping, sleeping, all morning, surfacing about lunchtime or later, and then they're going to bed later again. Now, they're doing this twice, and then all of a sudden, we come back to the weekend where we have, uh, week, weekday, where we have major problems. And this is literally throwing our circadian rhythm completely out of whack. Now, people who are regularly changed or are forced, like a regular shift workers, to change their regular sleep patterns are experiencing what's known as social jet lag. So what is social jet lag? Well, social jet lag is a term that's been coined by German researcher Till Ronenberg, and it's defined as the following. Social jet lag is the discrepancy between an individual's own biological rhythm and the daily timing determined by social constraints. So in summary, social jet lag is when you are forcing your body to perform outside of its regular circadian rhythm. Now, an example of this, you've had a late night binge watching a Netflix TV show, so you can't stop watching it. You just watch one episode after the other until the early hours of the morning. Then the alarm goes off at 5am to go to work. Right. Now what we've got is a severe conflict between your biological clock and your environmental clock. You've been woken by an alarm at a point when you were a midpoint sleep stage. There is now complete conflict between your biological clock and being forced to be awake. So you're tired all day, which means you're always hungry and you just literally cannot concentrate. This is social jet lag. Now, a shift worker working in a regular pattern of shifts is constantly in conflict with their biological clock. A misalignment between your internal clock and the environmental time is followed by desynchronisation between these tissue clocks. Now, let me just warn you, as much as it seems funny, this is actually causing you numerous health risks. Circadian misalignment is considered a major stress factor. It's also known to cause cardiovascular disease. It is also known to cause metabolic disturbances. In worse news, it is also now linked to various malignancies, cancers. It creates psychological problems and social jet lag was also found to correlate with a high risk of the development of, hello, depression. Adverse metabolic changes, including obesity and type 2 diabetes. And epidemiological and laboratory studies indicate that severe forms of circadian misalignment, such as shift work or jet lag, adversely affect the circulatory system and therefore increase the risk of the development of cardiovascular diseases. It's horrendous, trust me. And this is what shift workers are dealing with by actually just this continual misalignment with their circadian rhythm and experiencing, quote, unquote, social jet lag. Okay, so let's look at some tips to combat social jet lag. 
what we need to do is we need to try and get up and go to bed within an hour or two of the same time every day. Now, shift workers, just look away for a minute. I know this is impossible, all right? But try and get up and go to bed within an hour. I'm talking to everybody or you parents that have got teenage children or children in their early 20s. Don't sleep in. You can't bank sleep. And what you do is you put yourself further out of sync with the biological day and night. So if you think about it, every morning during the week, you've got to get up at 6 a.m. And you go all day and then you go to bed at 7 or 8 o'clock. You get up at 6 and you get to the weekend and you think to yourself, oh, to hell with this, I need to have a sleep in. So you decide that you're going to have a, a massive sleep in on Saturday and on Sunday as well. And what you're actually doing by doing that sleep in is you're not banking the sleep, you're actually pushing your circadian rhythm misalignment into a massive deficit. You're causing a huge problem there for yourself. Now, how do we fix this? So what we do is we get up and we go to bed pretty much within an hour or two at the most around the same time. Sure, sleep in for an hour, but if you normally get up at six, get up at seven. What you don't realize is is by just going to bed half an hour earlier each day, it actually adds three and a half hours sleep to your week but it keeps us close in our cycle, in our circadian rhythm sync. All right, so let's move on from that. I've made that point. And I know that that's not easy for our shift workers. In fact, it's impossible, but I'm talking to everybody here. Early light exposure is integral. Get up and get outside with your coffee and expose yourself to that blue light outside as soon as possible. And early movement as well. Our body, our circadian rhythm, response to three factors. Number one is light. Number two is food nutrient intake. And the third one is movement. So movement is very important as well. Get moving. And ensure your bedroom is conducive to good sleep. Stand at the door and look into your bedroom. Have you got blackout blinds? Do you have comfortable bedding? Have you got a good pillow? Do you wear a sleep mask? Have you got earplugs? Hey, what about the lavender spray? Give it a go. No screens. It is just, I cannot emphasize enough that blue light suppresses melatonin and melatonin literally only produces once a day. You don't get the opportunity to continually put, have melatonin. If you miss that window, you can catch the next one. It just doesn't work that way. And melatonin is integral to our sleep. It is so important. And the blue light that's emitted from our screens, our TV screens, our computer screens, iPads, um, phones, and things like that, it literally is stimulating that suprachiasmatic nucleus, and it's giving it a light signal, which is telling the brain, no, we're awake, and we need to be awake. All right. The other thing is, Literally just understanding the importance of staying in sync with our circadian rhythm and the damage that it causes by being out of sync with it, being educated that way, it can make a big difference as well. So I just think it's really important that we do that. All right, now for our shift workers, when you're on leave, how much better do you feel? Have a think about it. You feel so much better and that's because you're not out of sync. Being in sync, don't think that because you've had a couple of afternoon shifts and a couple of days and you feel really tired, that it's a really good time to sit up and binge on Netflix until three o'clock in the morning and sleep in all day the next day. No, 
you need to be as close as you possibly can to the biological day and the biological night. This is integral, all right? So that's it. Don't just give up on this. Don't just say, oh, I'm a shift worker, so I'm tired. Don't just say, oh, he's a teenager. What you're doing is biological damage. You really are. So we really need to have discussions around this and be more aware of the importance of not only working with your chronotype, but sleeping according to your circadian rhythm. Super important. All right, so let's just try and recap that. First of all, try and stick to a regular sleep pattern wherever you can. And the other thing is, try and get even half an hour earlier will give you three and a half hours extra of sleep, but it doesn't throw your circadian rhythm out of sync. It is vital that we stay in sync. And please remember, you can't bank sleep. Social jet lag. Non-shift workers, when you feel awful because you've had a sleep in or you're just feeling all over the place, that's what a shift worker feels like every single day. And when you go on a trip and you come home and you can't get going for a couple of days, that's what a shift worker feels like every day. Shift workers, you get it. But what you need to do is you really, really need to work on being in sync at every opportunity that you do actually have to be in sync with it. All right? That's it. So that's chronotypes and social jet lag, and that's the impact that it has on your health. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you get notified whenever a new episode is released. It would also be ever so helpful if you could leave a rating and review on the app you're currently listening on. If you want to know more about me or work with me, you can go to ahealthyshift.com. I'll catch you on the next one. Thank you.